the series premiere of the Glass Cannon Podcast. Five friends will gather around a table to play a make-believe story of epic proportions. Let's jump into the world of imagination, if you will. <laughs> You're such a loser. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be said a lot. In the war-torn village of Trunau, four strangers will be brought together by fate. To Trunauans, earning your hope knife is a mark of your place in the community. Do I know you? (laughs) (laughs) No, I just... Good to meet you. My name's Thomas Exposition. (laughs) And bound together by murder. Bloody hope knife was in his lip hand. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, gods. Oh, gods. (laughs) The adventure begins now. What is going on, everyone? My name is Troy LaValle, and I am the Game Master of the show you are about to listen to, The Glass Cannon Podcast. Now, you might be asking yourself, what is The Glass Cannon Podcast? Well, you're about to find out. This is a new intro, actually, that I'm recording from the future, because the original intro is, frankly, a little outdated now, and so much has happened since we launched this show on June 16th, 2015. This little podcast that could has turned into a whole network of shows of us playing all kinds of role-playing games, video games, Twitch streams, a U.S. live show tour. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. I played AD&D, Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, 2nd Edition, when I was a teenager. I was obsessed with it. I played all the time when I was 13, 14, 15, 16, and then I got deeper into high school and then college, and my interests changed. I was playing more video games. I was playing sports. I was dating. I didn't have time to sit around and play pretend flash forward 20 years later and i meet a buddy my good buddy joe o'brien uh who you're about to get to know really well and he asked me hey you want to come play some D?" he was just like me took a 20-year break but then he got back into it he's like come on it's fun uh it's actually pathfinder but it feels more like how it felt when we were kids playing and i was like absolutely not no way i don't have time for that nonsense well eventually i said yes and that decision has changed the trajectory of my life, along with the lives of several other people. This show has grown a ton over the years. I think you'll see that the audio starts off strong and only gets better as we continue to grow. Our commitment to quality, I think, I really believe, is unsurpassed. But the tone of the show changes a lot, too. I look back on some of these early episodes, and I'll admit there are jokes in there that make even me cringe. And it takes a lot to make someone like me cringe. But before we did the show, I I, I never thought about things like casual sexism, like saying, oh, your character runs like a girl. I've been saying shit like that for 30 years, and it never dawned on me that that's an asinine thing to say. I mean, I'm a father now. If I have a daughter and someone says she runs like a girl, I'll knock his teeth out, and then I'll say, you're damn right she does. I urge you to stick with us if there's some humor or situations that rub you the wrong way early on. Because once we knew we had something that was resonating with a larger and larger audience, we course corrected. And more importantly, now that we've grown to where we are today, it's become so important to us that we use our platform as an opportunity to do some good in the world. 
That's why we have the fan base that we do. That's why we sell out shows across the country. The Glass Cannon is a love fest for gaming, for all those hobbies that we had as kids that disappeared as adulthood tried to push away the magic, and a love fest for anyone and everyone that wants a seat at our collective game table. All are welcome in Glass Cannon Nation. Lastly, people always ask us all the time, where do I start? They see hundreds of episodes and wonder if there's a good jumping in point. Yeah, it's this episode. Episode one. Without spoiling anything, there's stuff that happens in this app that reverberates throughout the years. Plus, you can see a fun little hobby grow into something so much more and listen in as five good friends grow together, grow as people, as gamers, and as business partners. I really think our story is an inspiring one for anyone that hopes to follow their dreams. And I think the best way to enjoy it is to listen in and hear it happening in real time. I want to thank you for choosing to tune into us. Get ready for a wild, wild ride. And if you like what you hear, please tell your friends. That's how we grow this community. I want to welcome you to that community. We call it the Nash. Welcome to the Nash, and welcome to episode one of the Glass Cannon Podcast. Introducing Tom Exposition. That being said, let me introduce my my co-hosts. Uh, starting with. Uh, Mr. Joe O'Brien. Joe, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much, Troy. Pleasure to be here. Joe, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name's Joe O'Brien. I am uh, a co-creator of metagametheory.com, and uh, I'm a big nerd. play a lot of Pathfinder, and looking forward to starting this uh, Giant Slayer campaign. And now, Joe, what, uh, what character are you playing? Tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about this guy. Uh, I'm going to be playing a... Ranger. He's a half-orc, um, sort of an aging uh, ranger in the militia. Mm. He's, a, he's a sergeant. Uh, he goes by Sergeant Lork Iron Tusk. Lork. Lork. <laughs> That's L-O-R-C. Right. Don't put any Ks in there. Uh, he is um, basically uh, for uh, – he's sort of discriminated against as a half-orc and doesn't really get the job opportunities a lot of people would get, and he's got a – He's got a bum knee, so he sort of has been sitting at a desk job for a really long time. Uh, but he used to be out in the field long ago, um, but an injury sort of put him behind a desk, and that's where he's been for a while. He drinks. He likes likes drinking. What's his drink of choice? Whiskey. 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 Half-orc whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> they brew it great up here in Belskin. <laughs> uh, and next we have Matthew Capodicaza. Very Which nice. means captain of the house, I believe. We say head of the house. Usually. All right. <laughs> uh, Matthew, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I am uh, a playwright and a fiction writer, and I'm getting my MFA right now, uh, finishing up this semester unless they kick me out. Um, for this, they might. For this, they might, actually. <laughs> I'm sorry. We just can't let you write plays. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to your podcast. I'm like, guys. Your, your friends are idiots. We, we can't allow you to represent our school. I'm like, guys, but the storytelling possibilities are amazing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm also a big nerd, but I had never really played any RPGs before. And then good friend Joe O'Brien here converted me. And so I'll be carrying the idiot ball for this pe- podcast because I'm a relative newbie. But. Hell yeah. That's right. That's what, that's noob what we, sauce. we in the biz call a noob. Yep. Uh, now, Matthew, tell me a, a little bit about your character. Uh, my character is a human witch. Her name is Gormley Call. Gormley? Gormley. Gormley. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> sounds pretty. Thing. She sounds really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm positive I spelled it wrong, but continue. Uh, so she was. she's a native of Trunabit, 
there are r- rumors swirl around about what happened, but she was cast out as a teenager and has been living in the mountains for decades. Mm-hmm. She's now middle-aged, and she's been kind of living alone, hanging out with the rocks and artifacts and her trusty green-sting scorpion familiar Howie. <laughs> <laughs> so she hangs out with a scorpion and the rock? <laughs> He prefers Dwayne. <laughs> she's in the Scorpion game. Yeah. So she's kind of a little wacky and wild and very lonely. <laughs> Sounds, Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Now, I think you and Joe both mentioned True Now. Uh, I'll just let our listeners know that is the setting uh, for this um, adventure. They all start off in the city of True Now, which exists in the area known as, as the Holds of Belskin. Or Belkzin, which is a uh, a big orc territory, a lot of orcs uh, ravaging the land, and this one little mostly human settlement uh, is rising above it. Uh, next up, we have Grant. Grant, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am Grant Berger, uh, also a nerd. Obviously, uh, I work in video for a large nonprofit here in New York City, uh, and I'm excited to do something that's bad for people instead of good for people. Uh, this podcast, um, and uh, yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, uh, this is my second uh, paper and dice, paper and pencil uh, RPG. Uh, playing Rise of the Rune Lords with the person you'll hear from next. He's our DM in that game, and really enjoyed it. Um, I am playing as a Baron, who is a dwarven gunslinger. Awesome. Uh, as we know. Uh, dwarves and orcs are kind of super hatred enemies of each other. Um, my ancestors have been fighting against orcs for forever. Uh, so much racism. We'll see what, so exciting. We'll see what happens with the filthy green skin to my left. Um, and uh, basically, I am in the Belkson hold because uh, I was traveling in a caravan with my parents. We were overturned by uh, orcs. I escaped. And now I'm kind of uh, a wandering vigilante, uh, saving people beset by orcs. And uh, I uh, go to True Now to kind of uh, sell what I plunder from them and their scalps and that type of thing. Sort of a sort of a dwarven Clint Eastwood man with no name. Right. And uh, I basically look like uh, a four foot or so Daniel Day Lewis with a really haggard beard. Fuck <laughs> yeah! <laughs> four foot. Daniel J. Lewis. Yeah. Uh, and I, I have my child. I, I have I have a bit of a Napoleon complex, so we'll see how that. Will plays we out. be using CGI in the movie like that movie uh, Little Man with the Wayans brothers? <laughs> you clearly could have just said Lord of the Rings with Gimli, but you went to the Wayans brothers. I love that. It was on Comedy Central last night at like two a.m. <laughs> Little Man, classic American film. I'm glad to see you're you getting your you, rest before a podcast. Right. <laughs> Nice. Texting me and letting me know. By the Thank way, you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you get to see White Girls after that? <laughs> <laughs> it, was the, it was a Wayans block. Uh, white two, chicks, right? Two to white six chicks. White chicks. Uh, and last, and by all means least, <laughs> we have our resident. Uh, what would you call him? Uh, king of all nerds. Uh, king of all nerds. Thank uh, you. He, uh, whereas most of us stopped playing, um, Skid never stopped. Ladies and gentlemen. Skidmar, tell us about yourself. Thank you. My name is Skidmar. Um, I work for a large pharmaceutical concern here in New York City, 
and I'm writing also. Um, I used to be an actor until I realized I'm not that good at it and I don't like it that much. Not true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, I started playing in, I think it was 1979. My uncle gave me uh, the red box of the basic Dungeons and Dragons red box. And I just, I this third grade and I just fell completely in love. And I played pretty much until I went to college and I stopped. And then I started playing again when I was like 27. So I've been playing. This is my my second life as a role player for the it's like oh twenty years. I think. Don't age yourself. Oh damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm old. Um, my character's name is uh, Galabras Finn. Um, he is uh, heir to was the first son and heir to a very wealthy family, uh, mer- mercantile family in Absalom, which is like the Rome or Paris of, of Galarian of this world. Um, but he had a religious awakening um, as a as a young man and decided that he wanted to join the priesthood of Desna. Um, his father became very angry and threatened to uh, disown him, cut him off if he did this. Um, Galabras went through it with it anyway, and his father went through with his threat. So he went out as um, uh, to spread the good word uh, to the frozen north, to uh, the lands of the Linorm kings in this world, which is like Vikings and shit. And he went up there. Ship was blown off course. He was captured by uh, backwoods, like deliv- uh, like Scandinavian deliverance type uh, farmers, um, <laughs> and enslaved basically, and made to work the fields and beaten and 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 everything. Can you go into more explicit detail? And, <laughs> and uh, I don't want I won't get into the, like the sexual stuff. I was going to say, did you squeal like um, a pig? I, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what the uh, Norwegian equivalent of a banjo is, but he heard it a lot. Um, so and then he was sold to like a traveling merchant who like carried him carted him like halfway across the continent to the town of Trunau Um, and once he got there he realized that he had an opportunity to escape and I'm taking his inspiration um, the uh, Dred Scott decision the Supreme Court Dred Scott decision so he approached the um, the uh, leaders of the town and said, I will pledge myself to your service if you'll free me from this guy's, from slavery, from this guy. And they said, oh, cool, okay. So he's been working in the sanctuary um, as a healer, basically. His his faith has been shaken very badly because um, he chose... <laughs> I don't want to go on too long. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he chose the luck domain. He's, he's a, he's a, he, he sees luck um, as like uh, evidence of like divine providence from Desna. But everything that's happened to him, he's just like, well, this is the unluckiest fucking collection of shit that's ever happened to somebody. So this is, I, I don't really believe anymore. He still has his powers, but he's not preaching. He's decided, like, I'm not going to, like, try to convince anybody else to worship Desna when I don't even really believe myself anymore. So that's where he is. Wow. Great description. And that's the podcast for today. That's Thank all the you. time we have. <laughs> oh, Thanks, and, uh, and uh, uh, we're, we are, uh, as, a, as an actor playing him, it's, it would be uh, James McAvoy. Oh, yeah. Matthew, who's playing uh, Gormley? I have no earthly idea. <laughs> you have to just discover. She doesn't even know. It's not, it has, just hasn't been cast yet. It hasn't been cast yet. <laughs> we, we found some offers. Uh, I think, I think <laughs> you'll see a press release. Helena Bonham Carter might be good. Oh, she would be good. That would yeah. be a good one. Yeah. Really good. Oh, yeah. That's well, this is option. the pilot. We can always recast her. That's true. That's true. That happens a that lot. That actress we cast as Gormley just was not working out. <laughs> Ma- Matthew, we'd also recast you, so please don't. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, and what about Lork? Uh, Lork would be uh, uh, Liam Cunningham from uh, Game of Thrones. Davos 
from Game of Thrones. Oh, oh I love him. Yeah. Awesome. So a little gritty, a little older, but you know he can kick some ass Hell if yeah. he came to it. W- one other thing I just wanted to set out about mine. Uh, I love long walks on the beach. I just thought I'd give some more exposition like Skid did. Awesome. But <laughs> Wait, your character does? Or you yeah, 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 the character. Um, no, but uh, in all seriousness, um, I kind of wear a duster as well over my studded leather armor, and I hide the fact that I have a gun and I'm a gunslinger. Because it's kind of an emerging thing, will cause probably more trouble than it's good in town. Yeah, like, I've never played with a gunslinger. I me neither. I can only imagine that any reasonable character in the world that wasn't the gunslinger would just be like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> and then just be like, "I, I want one immediately." Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much everyone would just want one, <laughs> which is kind of exactly what happened in the real world. Exactly. <laughs> And look how good we all turned out. That's right. <laughs> well, what's nice? Poorly. What's nice now at this point? All of our uh, friends and family that don't like role playing have stopped listening. Uh, <laughs> so now, for the true fans that have stuck uh, stuck by, I guess we just jump right in. Yeah, you guys. Are I'm ready? ready. I'm ready. We've spent uh, ample amount of time working on these characters. Let's jump into the world of imagination, if you will. <laughs> You're such a loser. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be said a lot. This is like an Epcot ride. (laughs) We all have girlfriends and wives, by the way. We do. This is crazy. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Very happy. I I was going to say that's. We're all sharing the same woman. She doesn't walk too well. Deborah is very lovely. It is we, all, we all love her very much. Naturally, as D&D players, we all share the same woman, and we're all devil worshippers. So right. We'll all is, commit suicide if our characters die. As is tradition. Uh, Lost a lot of friends that way. Well, some good men out there. Just checking to see if my mute button worked, because I just threw up in my mouth. Uh, I just, like, threw up three munchkins. Hey, uh, I, I, I take issue with your term, munchkin. Ooh, sorry, sorry. Well, it uh, looks like we've already started. <laughs> this is on the record. Um, so, shit, yeah, all right. So, here we are in True Now, and our story takes place in an area known as the Commons, so you're in this big open-air amphitheater, uh, sort of in the southern part of town, right in the center of town, really. Um, and it's a typical amphitheater. It's got a stone floor, a raised stage at the southwest end. Uh, it's normally used for, like, militia training, lessons, ceremonies, and whatnot. Uh, and today, there is a very special ceremony, ceremony going on. Um, basically, the chief defender of the blackened blades, kind of like one of the... One of the main council people of the town, uh, her name is Halgra. Uh, she is uh, holding a ceremony to celebrate the birthday of her daughter, Ruby. Aww. It's her 12th birthday. And what happens in True Now is on your 12th birthday, it's kind of like, it's like a bar mitzvah in a way. It's like your coming of age um, where you get to receive your very own hope knife. And uh, what's a hope knife? Well, you're about to find out. <laughs> she's, uh, she's standing there on the stage, and she's being assisted by uh, two of the uh, most prominent members of the town militia. Their names are Roderick and Cursed Graf. They are brothers, and they're the uh, eldest sons of the patrol leader, Jagrin Graf. So lots of fun names and uh, stuff to think about there. And and just to be clear, uh, my dude 
knows these guys. If they're in the militia, he would know them. Oh, yeah. Right? You know okay. Roderick and Curse very well. Okay. Um, they're kind of a big deal, especially Roderick. And is it uh, G-R-A-F-F? Graf? G-R-A-T-H. Graf. Sorry. You should enunciate better. Oh, I'm sorry. Got a lot of mucus from those munchkins. And jubilation fills the evening air in the normally staid town of Trunau. For it is the 12th birthday of the chief defender's youngest daughter, Ruby. And the townsfolk have been preparing all day for the ceremony and the festivities to follow. A throng, a veritable throng of spectators has amassed at the town commons. And then the, uh, the buzz of the crowd subsides as this rather weathered town leader, 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 <laughs> as the weathered town leader, Halgra of the Blackened Blades, takes the stage and begins to speak. Uh, think about like a really beat up looking... Melissa McCarthy. (laughs) 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 Uh, And she says, thank you all for joining us this night. And she's a big presence. You know, she's seen some shit. Um, She uh, definitely, everyone quiets down the minute she starts talking. Thank you all for joining us this night. I take immense pride in my responsibility as chief defender, especially when it comes to the honor of the Hope Hope Knife Ceremony. It is always a great privilege to bequeath Trunauan youths their hope knives as they come of age. She stops speaking long enough to open this beautiful ornamental case and retrieve a slender, ornately decorated dagger that is hanging from a silver chain. And she says, but tonight, oh, tonight is a special occasion for the recipient of this hope knife is none other than my youngest daughter, she pauses, and by this turn, she by this time she turns to the child beside her, her daughter, and says, "Ruby, by the traditions of our town, you have come of age. This hope knife represents your responsibilities as an adult and defender of Trunau. You must be willing to use it on yourself, your fellow Trunauans, and your family, even me." Jesus, should have come to just that. like a bar mitzvah. Yep. <laughs> What the hell? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty not sure Jewish. that's what they're saying. I think that's a, I think that's a bris, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Jewish, but I'm, I assume that's what a bar mitzvah is. Uh, it will be a far quicker death than that which the orcs will offer, Oof. and providing it is your duty. Do you swear? <laughs> I love this town. <laughs> Do you swear to I guard through now? I found a home. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you swear to guard Trunau from all comers and to use your hope knife only for its intended purpose? Kill, like, killing yourself or anyone else. Right? Not like pre- preparing a lovely cheese for, <laughs> for your friends. I, I pledge not to use this to spread mayonnaise on any sandwiches. <laughs> Even when there's no knives available. Uh, Caught in the wild with a mayonnaise and a sandwich. Use that to kill yourself, I told you! Uh, So then Ruby, this painfully shy, dusky-skinned, black-haired child, she nods her head like, yeah, I'll I'll do that. Uh, Halgra goes on, if the orcs come and there is no other option, this is where you cut. Here, here, and here. And she demonstrates the exact arteries to sever while Ruby just watches and nods. Uh, now, here's the thing, like, if you've lived in Trunau long enough, you've seen this a million times. If you're a Trunau native, you have your own hope knife. Uh, it's pretty standard fare. It just seems rather barbaric to tell a 12-year-old. So this is how you kill yourself. You want to cut this artery, this one, and this one. That's what she does. And when she's finished, Halgra sheathes the hope knife and places the, neckli- the necklace around Ruby's neck 
before turning back one last time to address the crowd, and I could finish this exposition. Tonight, people of Trunau, Ruby becomes a full member of our community. Let us welcome her and celebrate her passage into adulthood. Trunau, forever! And then the whole crowd's like, Trunau, forever! Ah! Trunau! And then, like, the music from The End of Return of the Jedi comes up. Careful, that's copyrighted. That's fair use. That's fair use. So, yeah, everybody's having a blast, and all four of you people are there as well. Now, as is tradition in these ceremonies, there's a bunch of lighthearted games that happen. And Ruby, of course, is the key player in all of these games. And the first such game is a tug of war, which traditionally pits the hope knife receiver, in this case Ruby, against Trinau's best defenders. Uh, so for the past several years, uh, Roderick and Kirst have taken along this role along members of the true... Uh, can we bet? <laughs> it's not like one on her, just like Ruby and the Trunau yeah, Militia. Yeah, I thought it was Ruby against the Trunau Militia. <laughs> so basically, on one side is Roderick and Kirst and a couple other militia guys. And then Ruby, she gets to choose from the crowd who's going to join her team. So she looks around for a bit and then she walks up to this character. And what does she see? She sees. Uh... Uh, six foot four, green, uh, tusked, uh, slightly drunk <laughs> man who looks very strong. That's probably why she pitched you. Right. You! You, sir! She grabs you, pulls you upstage. All right. And she, wa- <laughs> she keeps wading through the crowd and she goes up to this rather ugly looking witch. <laughs> you She's not scared so at all. Rude. You should have seen me 20 years ago. <laughs> I was a great beauty. <laughs> uh, and what does this witch look like? Uh, she's her hair is wild. She's got crazy, you know, crazy looking her eyes, haggard look. <laughs> the kind of look that would draw a twelve year old. <laughs> she's the cat lady she from looks Simpsons. <laughs> you know, which everything you want in a babysitter. <laughs> the exact kind of woman uh, her mom told her never to talk to. Exactly. Uh, just make sure you, when you're in a crowd, don't talk to women like that. Uh, so <laughs> for some second. reason... She's entering her rebellious years. You know, but maybe she feels bad for this woman who clearly uh, is standing, sticking out like a sore thumb. So she says, I'm going to choose you. She wants to make her part of the ceremony. And then uh, she sees this uh, rather strong-looking dwarf in a duster. What, what does this guy look like? Uh, he looks like uh, probably four foot something. Daniel Day-Lewis, as I mentioned earlier, haggard beard, kind of mysterious, has a hat that covers his eyes with a little bit of a brim, uh, wearing black tan studded leather underneath his uh, leather underneath his duster. Mm. I like that. He, he, <laughs> he shoots a um, suspicious glance at the half-orc that's been chosen. The half-orc so. hasn't noticed the dwarf yet. He's too short. Yeah, <laughs> that does not please. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about True Now. It's right in the middle of orc country, so everyone hates orcs because they kill everyone that's not an orc. Um, and then you have a ton of half orcs living in the in the area as well, and they're pretty much accepted. But the older people in town are still a little wary, like uh, mixed bloods. Are those mixed bloods usually uh, uh, from a carnal relation of choice, or by rape, or? You Usually by rape. 
Uh, orcs then, don't date. Orcs don't. <laughs> There's no courting phase yeah. with an orc. Uh, uh, pardon me. I, uh, <laughs> I was wondering if you'd like to go to a uh, uh, May- maypole festival. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> oh, screw it. You're right. <laughs> just here. Just, you're coming. No, let's just cut out the middleman. <laughs> All right. Oh, then the, bo- the bowling oh, alley yeah. upstairs is yeah. just open for business. Uh, but yeah, Jill lives above a bowling alley and below, below another bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> the rent is real cheap. Oftentimes, uh, yeah, the half orcs are come from a human woman being uh, taken by force by an orc. That's just how it works in this world. Um, and then lastly, she can pick one more person. Uh, she goes over to. Uh, this is James McAvoy looking guy and, and what does he dress like? What does he look like? Uh, well, he looks like James McAvoy but uh, really like drawn and gaunt. Um, he's got, he's wearing a chain shirt and he's got like a blood stained like cloak and like he's got a smear of like dried blood across his forehead. It's not his. Um, <laughs> Did he yeah. just arrive today? <laughs> no, he's been working like in the, in the sanctuary as, oh. as a healer like in the sanctuary so he's got like, you know, yeah, looks real happy. <laughs> really wants to take take part in the tug of war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I just got off an eighteen hour shift. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, as is tradition, you cannot refuse the uh, the hope knife recipient. Uh, so she pulls everybody up on stage, and uh, it begins. So basically, who has the highest initiative between you clowns? Uh, modifier. Uh, no, f- full. Yeah, initiative. Should we roll who initiative? High, who, no, who has the highest initiative modifier? Plus five. Uh, oh. That's higher than me. Plus seven. Oh Jesus, that's a fast witch. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm zero. So that witch is scary fast. She's embraced the agility patron. <laughs> Quick uh, witch. Gormley, what's your initiative modifier altogether? Seven. Seven. Oh, so you have the you have the highest. All right, so you roll initiative for the group to uh, pull. So with my modifier, we get a seventeen. 17. Oh, nope. Nope. Other way around. So we get a 13. 13. I can read. uh, He's a screenwriter, not a mathematician. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, what are all of your strength bonuses? Once again, zero. Zero? (laughs) Minus one. (laughs) Coming in strong with the plus three. Oh, so a two is your strength. Uh, Okay. Uh, One of you guys roll a uh, strength check. (laughs) <laughs> plus two. You don't get the bonus because they had a higher initiative. So you oh. just roll a straight strength roll and my guys get the initiative. Oh, no. All right, I'll roll it. Should I lie or should I tell you what this really is? <laughs> uh, I would like the truth. Uh, it's a nine. A nine beats them. You guys, Whoa. Pull, you guys pull them. It must have been the girl. Five feet yeah. over, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she's stronger than she looks she's a handsome young lady (laughs) how old is she again she's 12 12 yep today is her 12th birthday and is she human or is she yeah is she human is she half work uh no she is human okay um at least that's why I've decided because I don't feel like looking it up (laughs) uh I forgot she has a strength modifier of minus one so you gotta count that but you still win and pull it forward All right. okay sweet uh next round roll initiative again so roll your uh, plus seven to whatever you get. Ooh, 17. 17. You guys get the plus two bonus. Nice. Yeah. nice. Roll another. Can I roll for this one? You got it. All right, thank you. 
Oh. 12 plus 2 is 14. They pull you guys back. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm really glad I have extensive longbow training. <laughs> this is really coming it's in really handy. It's really coming in handy. Roll initiative again. Third round. Oh, God. Nine. <laughs> Nine. Uh, they uh, get the bonus this time. Now roll your strength. I'll roll it. Uh, nine. <laughs> Uh-oh, they pull you one step closer to the water. Oh, we're all going to die. I'm going to die. I release the rope and run away. Uh, <laughs> Ruby falls in the water, thereby embarrassing her. <laughs> She's, She's no longer an adult. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> bon anniversaire. Uh, all right, next round. Roll initiative again. Come on. Oh, God. Eleven. That's God. enough. All right, you get the bonus this time. Strength check. Uh, 12. They pull it forward one oh, more time. Oh, 14 no. beats a 12. No. Uh-oh, roll no. initiative again. <laughs> Initialize. Are we one away Ooh, from the water now? You're one away from falling in. 25. Beat, 25. beat that dungeon master. You get the bonus. <laughs> plus dose. All right. Who's rolling the strength? You haven't rolled strength yet. Yeah, do it. Rolled. Finish them. Oh, oh almost a 19. 11. So 11. Eleven, you guys pull it back. Oh, oh snap. <laughs> All right, next round, roll it ish. Oh, there you go, twenty-five. Oh man, now we're starting to feel. We're getting oh, into a rhythm. Yeah. Oh, okay, we're really I, co- coming together as a team. I yeah, think. yeah. Ultimately, I think perhaps yeah. this is foreshadowing of things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, you get the bonus, so plus two, and then plus your strength is another two, right? 12. 14. Oh, 14, yeah. 14. 14. You guys even the odds. Yes. Yes. Back over the middle. <laughs> Next round. 16. You get the bonus again. Yes, do it. Strength check. I'll do it. Oh, man. 13. You guys entered one step closer. Yeah. <laughs> Anish. Is that two? Is that seven? I don't know how to read this. It's a two. So nine. Nine, they get the bonus. These so. elvish dice are so stupid. Oh, they rolled low. I'll roll. Let's get, do it. Let's do, do it. it. Twelve. Twelve is enough? Yes! All right. You guys are one away? One away. Get them. Yeah. 22. You guys get the bonus. Make a count. Strength. Joe. Joe. God! <laughs> Twelve. You see Roderick look at you, look, and kind of wink. <laughs> and you guys pull them. Yeah. <laughs> they all right, slosh right. in the water. <laughs> oh. they I always like that, Roderick. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to make Ruby look oh, bad have, on her birthday. Sorry, can we have some ambient sounds? Can we do yeah, the, Joe, uh, do you have any like crowd sounds we could hear? Let's see. Let's see if we can get this anywhere. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's just nice. everybody yeah. milling about. Yeah. Cool. Sounds like a beautiful day. Do you have tug of war sounds? <laughs> uh, All right, hey, cheer, everybody cheers. Everybody's like, ha ha! Hey. Yeah, he turns around, sees the dwarf, and he's like, Ugh. didn't even know that guy was behind me. <laughs> I, I spit on the ground. But it's not clear if I'm, like, spitting because my mouth is salivating. Or... <laughs> that's I, one sexiest orc. <laughs> I think I know why. 
Um, so yeah, I, I did that uh, dumb little game of tug of war just so that a year from now, when you're fighting hordes of giants, you all look back and say, "Hey, remember when this all started with tug of war?" Yeah. <laughs> you were so naive then. <laughs> and it'll be a totally different party because most of you will be dead. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to make my second character a giant. That'll even the odds. Oh, I Much better thinking. Much better thinking. Oh, why didn't I think of that? Um, so now the, the ceremony continues, there's other little silly games, and you guys are just uh, mingling throughout the crowd. Uh, everybody roll uh, your choice of a diplomacy or a knowledge local check. Uh, nine diplomacy for Galabras. Gorman gets a 14 knowledge local. Nine as well for Baron. Uh, 13 diplomacy for Lork. A high of 14. <sighs> it's been a rough go so far. We've not rolled well. Um, so you guys are walking around, um, and uh, someone comes up to Galabrius, uh, and Baron is nearby, sort of overhearing this, and uh, they're just kind of talking, and he's like, You know, the Hope Knife is more than a weapon, it's a symbol. To Trunawans, earning your Hope Knife is a mark of your place in the community. When you earn your Hope Knife, it means you're wise enough to make adult decisions, old enough to know what it means to fear, and strong enough to protect your neighbors, even if it costs your own life. Do I know you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, No, I just... Good to meet you. My name's Thomas Exposition. <laughs> All right, so Pat, it's Thomas Exposition. Thomas, is that oh, that's right. H? You're tracking Thomas uh, Xavier Xavier Tomas. Position. It's a Hexposition. <laughs> the H is silent. <laughs> uh, oh, there's a crow. Oh, there's a crow. Yeah, rooster. <laughs> All right. Uh, you Time hear somebody up. else uh, say that uh, rumor has it that Roderick Grath is next in line for the position of patrol leader after his old man Jagrin retires. Jagrin's a good commander, but he's getting old, and it might be time for some new blood in the militia's leadership. Mm. And then lastly, you keep hearing people talk about this graffiti all over town. Um, really only Gormley and Lork pick up on this, but they, you hear everybody keep talking about this graffiti. Um, they think the the militia should stop cleaning it up. They got better things to do than clean up the youngsters' messes. But they're also surprised at how long it lasts because they see people out there doing all these cleaning uh, with soap and water, and all the graffiti still remains. Hmm. Well, I mean, what is the graffiti? What is it? Is it symbols? Is it words? Is, people, it, a, is it a Banksy? People don't quite know what it is. It's like they can't make it out. Is it cool or is it like lame? It it looks. Uh, it's big. It's really big and obnoxious. Can I is, can I see it right now? Is it hip? Uh, <laughs> is it a so language? Can I? Is it a the, no? It looks like uh, it could be a symbol or a drawing, but uh, but it's not words. No, it's not words. Okay, um, you're not quite sure what it is because you really haven't noticed it. You just see people trying to clean it up, and you've never really thought too much about it. Um, don't tell me what I think about. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me what my character thinks. You can't speak for my thinks. <laughs> uh, and at some point during the evening, um, you guys, after having that tug of war, um, have kind of huddled back to each other because, you know, for some reason or other, uh, you end up 
kind of keep bumping into each other. So at one point when you're all kind of hanging out near each other, Kirst and Roderick uh, come over to you guys as the, the night is worn on and festivities are dying down and most of you guys are just kind of over it. Um, but now they uh, come over and be like, hey, that was fun. Did you enjoy the tug of war? I should say before this happened, I slipped away and gave um, Ruby 10 silver pieces. I'm friends with her mother. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, not in a creepy way, I hope. No, no, no. <laughs> so, like, as a gift or for a favor? Hush money. Just as a gift. You just take this and keep quiet. Uh, well, that was nice. That was nice of you. Did you record it on your Mark sheet? Mark it on your sheet, man. That you've given away 10 silver pieces. Um, oh, they were counterfeit. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Some friends. <laughs> so they're like, uh, you guys enjoying the ceremony? Um, yes. Well, I'm I'm rather exhausted. I, I wish I hadn't had to participate in the tug of war, honestly. <laughs> but uh, yes, no, it's it's lovely. I'm not much for merriment, but I'm hoping that we can get a drink later. Hey, you've seen one, you've seen them all. These true now and traditions annoy me. <laughs> so you all enjoyed it. <laughs> Good why, why are we here? <laughs> um, and you guys get the sense right away, uh, and Lork would already know this, that like Roderick is the man. He's just like, everyone around town is like, oh, Roderick, he's kind of like the Rob Stark of the group. Um, and Cursed, he's fine, but he's, you can immediately know... This is the... His brother. Yeah, his younger brother. Without, without anyone telling, you know that he's the younger brother. Uh, while still likable, he's like shy and kind of drawn back. And Roderick kind of drives the conversation. Um, and everybody knows him and loves him. And you guys immediately like, you know, even if you're, even the, the more ornery among you are like, oh, that guy's all right. Um, so you can uh, talk to them if you want. And uh, if you don't know them, find out some more about them. Uh, I approach Roderick and... Uh, I ask, how are the patrols lately? Uh, thankfully, things have been quiet, um, which you always like to see in a town uh, normally besieged by orcs. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, no, things, things are good. Th- thanks for asking. No one ever asks. Gormley says, Roderick, been a long time. <laughs> How's the family? <laughs> They're fine. Uh... Good to see you, <laughs> Gormley. <laughs> you know, you look like a Gormley. <laughs> I don't even know your name, I would say, but Gormley. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> oh, just, just making some, some Trunauan humor. We Trunauans are known for our crappy jokes. <laughs> true, uh, true. It's good to see you in town, though. I, uh, I know we don't uh, usually get you out to these festivities, so I'm glad you could come and celebrate with us. Wouldn't have missed it. Um, Lork is going to uh, buy a round of drinks just for the, the squad here and, and Roderick. That's nice. Is, is Roderick drinking? Is he like off duty? Roderick's like, uh, thank you. Uh, even though I am technically off duty, uh, I have to, uh, I'd like to keep my senses sharp tonight. But thank you. Thank you for the offer. Please, you guys, uh, Drink up. What a this is a celebration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. 
The whole uh, town is here for a 12-year-old's birthday party. <laughs> Let's get wasted. <laughs> <laughs> any excuse, any excuse. All right, so uh, shots of whiskey all around, uh, courtesy of Lork, who doesn't even oh. really look for your um, approval or appreciation. <laughs> he just sort of puts it down in front of you and then just drinks it. Thank you, His. my uh, my massive friend. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks. Curse <laughs> is like... Uh, so, did you, you guys like the tug of war? Oh, Roderick already asked about that. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, glad you guys are having fun. Roderick's like, sorry, this is my brother, Cursed. He's, uh, he's a good dude. Yeah, he gives him a noogie. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, does he give off any sort of a creepy vibe? No, he's just like, he'll never be his brother. Will he ever stab his brother in the back? Do you get that, like, sense that he's, like... <laughs> Roll for that. No, I'm kidding. No, no, they, they love each other. Okay. Like, yeah, you get the sense they love each other. He's just... He's the not-cool younger brother. Yeah. Um, like, if you had an older brother, you'd be the cursed. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey. Hey, guys. Uh, so, after... Uh, anything else you want to ask, ask these guys or talk to them about? Gormley asks, what's the deal with all the graffiti? Oh... I don't know. This, you know, it's one of those things that I try not to pay too much attention to. But we like to keep the keep the area clean, and uh, these, these people just keep drawing this stuff everywhere. Uh, I like it. Oh, you like it? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gives the town a little bit of character it never had. Classic Gormley. <laughs> uh, you know, the Omast is on it. He's, he seems to have taken a taken an interest in it. Who? Uh, Omast. And you know, uh, as being one of the members of the militia, that he's talking about Patrol Sergeant Omast Frum, um, who is kind of like a surrogate fa- father to uh, the cursed, no, excuse me, the Grath brothers. Um, Patrol Sergeant Omast Frum. So he says, like, yeah, yeah, Omast has taken a real interest in it, but uh, for the most part, we're not too worried about it. It's a heck of a thing, though, that doesn't seem to come off with soap and water. Anyways. Is uh, Omast in this in this little tavern right now? Uh, or we're out. We're out well, in like town square. You're in like the right? am, yeah, this giant amphitheater. Right, but they, there's a bar. Yeah, so right. it's basically like a, a beer tent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there, there are like little, uh, little uh, like kiosks set up all over, and uh, <clears throat> Omast should be there. But you also roll a knowledge uh, local. You can all roll it. Uh, four. Oh, I rolled a 20. Oh, I rolled a 20, and I have no ranks in it, but yeah, so 20. (laughs) Do you get an intelligence bonus even if you don't have ranks or no? I don't know. Okay, 12. 12. Um, So, for some reason, uh, Galabras, uh, who just got to town, is like, oh, he's... uh, (laughs) <laughs> he found out somehow in his travels that Omast is a recovering alcoholic. Aren't we all? But he's like on the wagon. I probably like overheard somebody like mention that. Yeah, like yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. It's like oh, that old drunk Omast. I wish him luck in his recovery. Maybe someone, <laughs> someone came to the sanctuary to burn a candle for for Omast. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, 
Baron walks over to the uh, music makers in the bar and asks them to play the equivalent of Little John's shots, 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 shots <laughs> to antagonize him, a drinking song of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just on their woodwinds like, <laughs> come on, Omas! <laughs> Don't be a little bitch! <laughs> uh, You're way more fun when you were drinking. <laughs> There's, there's so many people there. You, you don't specifically see him, but knowing that he's a recovering alcoholic, he probably politely excused himself a while ago. You know, it's hard to be around the drink. Right. Um, but yeah, afterwards they're like, "Sorry, guys. We uh, I just want to say thank you for uh, taking part in the tug of war. I know it's not. Uh, some of you are new here, and uh, it's probably not your cup of tea, but it meant a lot to Ruby. And it always looks good to have the uh, Hope Knife recipient look good on her name day. So thank you for that. Enjoy yourselves tonight, and. Uh, you know, uh, we can always use some help in the militia if you uh, ever find, uh, if you ever feel the calling. Hmm. And they just... See you later, Roderick. Excuse themselves. <laughs> Bear that in mind. Gormley is already super creepy. Creepy. <laughs> Bye, Roderick. <laughs> Be seeing you. <laughs> uh, just then, uh, you know, a little, a little while later, or just then... Uh, a a uh, a little halfling woman comes over, a little pointy ears. And as she's clearly had a couple. She's like, oh, hello, if it isn't the, the heroes of the day, the old tug-of-war winners. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you boys staying tonight? Uh, at home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a girl. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm so small, I couldn't see up that high. I, I couldn't see your genitals. Where really, are you? Really standing. I, I was just staring directly at your flat crotch. I couldn't know. Uh, where are you boys and girls staying tonight? Oh, so you'll be staying at home. I, I insist you stay at the Ramble House tonight. I have a special room all picked out for you guys. Can I sense motive on why she's offering? Sure. Me too. I want to try that as well. Oh, Rogue that ooh, twenty-two for uh, Galabras. I'm gonna do it as well. Uh, Twelve for Baron. Six for Gormley. Six for Gormley. So uh, Galabras, you can just get the sense that she is just a real fun-loving uh, kind of innkeeper. Okay. Uh, who she's a little eccentric, uh, and she just thinks it'd be fun if you guys stayed there because where everyone saw you take part in the tug-of-war, yeah. uh, it may, like, help business to see you guys hanging out together. And, you know, even though it's just, like, a silly tug-of-war, these kind of events... Rich, ritualistically important. Yeah, and so, that you know, if they see you, like, oh, my gosh, it's the four guys from the tug-of-war coming out of the coming out of the Ramble House. It's the tuggers! It's the t- <laughs> how, how often do, do does the Hope Knife recipient win? Is it, like, every year Always. because they just let them win? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, but it's like an honor. To I just wanted to make sure I, I knew. Assume. But it's like a twelve-year-old going against the militia. She gets to pick it, or he or she gets to pick anybody they want. Right. Uh, but still, the odds of her finding people that could actually overcome the best militia guys o- in outside town. Outside of Lork over here, she picked very poorly. She did. <laughs> <laughs> this withered old witch and, a, she's, and an exhausted doctor. She's twelve. She's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's exceptionally kind. Could be. She had kind eyes. Or maybe she's touched by fate. <laughs> you ever think about that? Fate, get your hands off her! <laughs> Told you before! It's her birthday for crying out loud. Fate needs to get on the wagon. Sorry! 
Fuck you, Fate. <laughs> uh, fate, you can't stay at the Ramble House tonight. That's it's like, well, uh, Galibus is up. Well, I, I was planning on spending the night sleeping on a uh, blood-stained patch of straw in the uh, sanctuary, but that sounds nice, too. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I, I insist a blood patch, a blood-stained patch of straw. Not, not on Cham's watch. Um, wh- wh- what about you there, little man? <laughs> I'm taller than you are. You know, you want I, I don't know how inebriated you are right now. But I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Lork does a spit take. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, I roll my eyes and I say, uh, it's better than sleeping on the range tonight. <laughs> I'll join. Oh, wonderful. Yes, sleeping on blood-stained patches of straw in the range. No, 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 no. You must come to the Ramble House. And and you, oh, flat-crotched one. <laughs> what about you? Where, where are you lodging? Gr- Gormley's uh, scorpion familiar Howie skitters out of her robes and across her shoulders and then back into her robes. Oh, that's creepy. Wouldn't miss it. I'll be there. (laughs) Oh, uh, there'll be an extra fee for pets. Uh, Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) She's already regretting this, like, greatly. Now, Lork, Lork, I know you have your own lodgings, and you're you're welcome to use them, but uh, if you'd like, you'd be my guest tonight at the the Ramble House. Well, uh, my place is real, real shitty, too. I'll stay. Oh, wonderful. Oh, you've made me such a happy... I don't, I don't clean a lot. Well, no, I, don't, we... I don't clean. It's an odd thing to say. We have maids that will clean up the rooms, but... Uh, as long as you don't Johnny Depp the place, it should be fine. Are you going to shit on the floor? Like, what do you mean you're not clean? I've been drinking. Oh, uh, sorry. I'm, I'm drunk. I'm off duty tonight. Get uh, Okay, all right, you're getting a little handsy there, Lork. <laughs> you're, like, you're adorable. It's <laughs> like you, you little creature. <laughs> Lork has his hand, like, right on her side. It's, like, so close to her little halfling bosom. That kind of awkward, like, John Travolta touch. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, Lork. Please welcome Adele Nazim. <laughs> Uh, all right, so, you know, and by now the festivities are winding down, and eventually you guys make your way to the Ramble House. So, uh, you know, the, uh, the commons is in the center of town. The Ramble House is uh, up closer to where the uh, inner quarter is. You know, the whole part of True Now, it's kind of built on its hills, its various slopes and hills, um, and it's a gated community. Yeah, walled and gated. Um, so you all uh, you, she, she, It's a portcullis <laughs> community <laughs> It resembles a prison colony <laughs> You can never leave Can you tell us uh, what number on the map Bramble Eight. is? I know this isn't helpful to listeners Well we'll post the, We can post the map on the uh, Tumblr That's associated right with the a, podcast. Uh, Be sure to check out our Tumblr Which will exist by the time this goes live uh, It is B on my map Which doesn't help you at all <laughs> Uh, all right, do you see the uh, the inner walls there? Yes. Okay, at the top of the, like, the, the topmost tower, uh-huh. right up from that is... Uh, yeah, it's eight. Oh, eight. Uh, Matthew said, yeah. It's eight. That, that one? Yeah, that's the Ramble House. Okay. That's the one. It's, uh, refer to your maps, listeners, it's eight. <laughs> or B, depending on which map you upload. Um, Please is, go to paizo.com I mean, yeah, and download right the Giant Slayer <laughs> yeah, Player Guide. <laughs> 
Uh, so you guys, she takes you up there and she's like, all right, guys, here's your room. And uh, it's a little squat uh, room that's, while not super impressive, it's better than any would have of what you guys had tonight, even nicer than your home lork. Uh, it's got four beds, a bunch of windows. Um, and she says, you're, you're welcome to stay here uh, as long as you want at a, at a discounted rate. And, uh, yeah, so you guys are all in the room. What, what is the rate, the discounted rate? And we'll, uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I thought we were your guests. She closes the door. Outside the door. <laughs> Charge him double, Tom. <laughs> Give him the discounted rate. <laughs> is that Tom Exposition again? <laughs> oh, damn it. God damn it. He's damn everywhere. Him. Shut up, Tom. <laughs> uh, all right, so you guys are all in the room, and... Uh, do you have a chance to? Uh, this is like a common room for the four. four yeah, yeah, it's a, okay. it's a, it's a. There's four beds, four sleeping cots. Well, this is the nicest place Galabras has will have slept in in uh, probably a year, so he's very happy about a real bed. Uh, I'm gonna uh, Lork is gonna talk to the uh, to the witch, just because um, he. Um, doesn't uh you know he knew I, I he knew her at some point i mean if you were born in Trinau, then like he would have known of you and then you would have left and then just suddenly come back so he's just kind of you know wondering like where you are in the mountains i rove i find little caves a place to stay i uh why are you offering a place to stay in, t- in town <laughs> oh no no i'm not i i'm sorry i, I started this line of Conversation. Get a room, you two. <laughs> oh wait, you, you already did. Gormley is very uncomfortable with the walls and goes and opens the window. So you're sort of like a nomad, like a bit of a nomad. Bit of a nomad. Uh, I think you know, Gormley loves artifacts and especially magic artifacts. So I think she's been kind of roaming through the mountains and exploring whatever she can find and staying out in the out in the wilds. Hmm. With a, she's a little claustrophobic. Got it. Yeah, that's right. This is. This is no mountain cave. <laughs> what uh, what's going on with the uh, Baron? Baron, uh, ask Labrys what he's doing in town. Uh, I well, uh, I'm uh, sort of found myself here. Really, I I um, uh, I was brought here in chains, honestly. And I find myself a free man, and I have nowhere to go, so I try to make myself useful in the sanctuary. Who enslaved you? Uh, a bunch of, uh, of Swedish rednecks, uh, basically. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> Half a world away. And I was brought here by a, a traveling merchant who probably regrets his purchase now. No one should live in chains. I agree. Thank you. Finally, someone agrees with me. <laughs> I shouldn't be a slave. Ah, oh, what a relief. I like you a lot. Uh, Baron does not understand sarcasm. So that's totally no, I know. Overfed. I was totally, totally. Oh, okay. He was genuine. <laughs> no. See, Baron's just. I really am happy to talk to someone. So, so you should be enslaved. This is your happy face? <laughs> Baron, your uh, guns are. Concealed, correctly. Mm-hmm, yeah. No evidence of it whatsoever. Right, they're underneath my duster. Yeah. I have a battle axe on my a dwarven battle axe on my back, so mm. you would probably assume that that's how I protect myself. Yeah, wandering around. Cool. Yeah, I didn't mention that before. I have a spear, like a long spear. Do you have a hope? that's like part a of the throwing thing. spear type of thing? 
No, like a. Like are a, you part of the Black and Blades? Uh, or the militia? No, I'm part of the militia. Okay. Yeah. Do you, I'm, you, I don't really do active patrols. I sort of am a patrol like. Uh, you're like shift manager street cop or something no i'm like a desk cop like i like monitor mm. the patrols i match up guys i dispatch i do that kind of thing uh, uh so got desk duty i'm an inside cat so yeah. i turn to lork and i say how's the paper pushing it's get it's getting it's getting old i say uh, like me if you uh had any courage and you'd be out there with me oh i've got plenty of courage I've got plenty. I'm <laughs> not Roll. quite sure how to play a half orc just yet. I think it's a lot of. <laughs> I like where he's going. Yeah. <laughs> when in doubt, growl. So does Lork have a uh, a hope knife? Well, I think it. I think it's more like. Um, yeah, he does, and I think it's more along the lines of like. If that fuck, Jagrin, trusted a half orc to go out on patrol, he'd let me out. I ask him. Keeps me inside. I ask Lork semi antagonizingly, but with you know some sort of truth to it. Doesn't it burn it up inside? Your mother was raped by those monsters. Didn't know my mother. Don't much care. You don't care if your mom was. Why raped. not? <laughs> he didn't know her. Never knew her. Yeah. Maybe she sucked. Maybe she was horrible. Yeah. I just wonder whose side you're on, Lork. I'm on my side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Trunau's side. <laughs> I swear to defend the town from all orcs, blasted orcs. <laughs> and he's just basically like an orc sitting in Right, as he rubs sweat off of his green skin. <laughs> I have to ask, honestly, why do you all stay here? Seems like the worst place on earth. <laughs> basically, it's basically Mordor. And you're in the middle of a, of a shitty town in the middle of Mordor. I, if I had the chance to leave, I would leave. The summers are gorgeous. <laughs> oh, well, it is still, it's, it's winter, I guess. What is this Mordor? No, you should, Gormuth. I said, what time of year, do we, do we know what time of year it is? Uh, <laughs> or are we completely out of our minds? <laughs> <laughs> it's late I mean, fall. I assume our characters know what time, it's late fall, okay. I, uh, winter is coming. And I reserve the right to change that when I find out what season it actually is. <laughs> okay. Gormuth uh, says, this is a, an interesting place with lots of mysteries if you know where to look. Ooh. I've unfinished business. <laughs> Wherever orcs are, they must be fell, fallen, killed. <laughs> killed. Lork's never had another home. Don't know where to go. By the way, is Lork like a French name for an orc? Like L'Oreal? L'Orc? L'Orc. L'Orc. And did he just say, don't know where go? <laughs> don't know where go <laughs> well uh, you're all I have to say you're all much braver than I am it's admirable really I uh, if uh, seems a little foolish I ask Galabras what his skills are uh, I'm a healer I've been um, touched by divine power it seems um, I uh well, I can I can channel energy. Uh, <laughs> How many five, times? Five per times day? per day. Uh, I can use the bit of luck ability uh, uh, <laughs> for uh, six six times I, uh, per day. Uh, that will give you advantage on any uh, roll. <laughs> Did Baron roll a knowledge I, uh, <laughs> for Galabras? No, I tell I say uh, Galabras, you could be useful here in town with your skills. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, well, I I hope to make myself useful. Is Galabras celibate? 
Um, <laughs> I think he's a virgin, but I don't think he's celibate. Except for the elfin rapes. Right. The <laughs> right. squeal like a pig, right. elfin rapes. <laughs> exactly. Right. Those have been asked. Yes, that's his whole history with the uh, carnal So there's relations. an area of him that's not a virgin. Yes. Yes. His, his penis is a virgin. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else you guys need to uh, discuss before you... Go to bed. It's a whole line of questions making Glavers very uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, wait. No. Incorrect sound there. Um, no, I, I think I'm good. Right. Nice bed, covers, sheets. It's nice. The window's open, so there's a little... The chill autumn air is coming in because... Oh, good. Uh, I like that. Gormley doesn't uh, feel comfortable in this closed-off room. Uh, and you awaken the next morning to a warm summer's day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, God, I've been asleep for almost a year. I what have, was in that whiskey? <laughs> I have a shackled Galabras and chains in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't funny. This is not funny. Uh, you guys awake and you kind of get... Just a little your, frat humor. Getting your bearings uh, and you just hear like... Downstairs. Does it sound like fighting? No, it just sounds like commotion. Uh, commotion. Voices. Yeah. Uh, no, no thumping, crashing. I uh, no, pe- just like, I peer. Is it downstairs or outside? Uh, downstairs in the like common room. Um, I hastily don my uh, chain shirt and um, <laughs> pick up my mace. Did you put it on backwards because you were so hasty? Is the yeah. tag in the front? There is actually a rule. There's a, there's a rule for like hastily donning armor because it takes like a certain amount of time to, to do properly. But I don't know what it is. So anyway, but I put it on. <laughs> Let's stop uh, so we can look this up in the core rule book. Okay. <laughs> by, all means, by all means, well, let's get bogged down by really fiddly. I, uh, is Lork awake? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I say time to prove your metal. But he spells metal M E T A L. I am a dwarf. I <laughs> love I love minerals, yeah. ore, <laughs> mines. Uh, uh, yeah, so I'm gonna keep the old. Uh, uh, I'll don my uh, studded leather, put the long spear on the back, and grab the. I have a mace as well, and just small quarters. I'll, use, I'll have the mace on hand, and uh, go downstairs. I mean, I'll, I'll open the door and start going down and seeing what's what the commotion is. Gormley follows. I followed, yeah. I we followed at a distance. <laughs> I followed. Galapagos is coming down the stairs, still feeling yeah. in his armor. <laughs> <laughs> like, Damn thing work. Just get it on, man. <laughs> I followed directly behind the orc, knowing that people will hit him before they hit this tiny guy behind him. Yeah, I also have a little bit of uh, of a limp first thing in the morning. It's a little sore. He's an old man. Um. So you guys go downstairs, and it's just. Uh, a little bit of pandemonium. Everyone is uh, in a state of dismay. Uh, and there's the town militia is like, uh, guys, I need you to come outside, please. And they kind of usher you outside, not violently, just like, please this way. And as you get outside, um, you see that the whole building is uh, roped off. Uh, and Cham Laringfass, the, uh, with the uh, halfling innkeeper that you guys spoke with last night, uh, the owner, she's like, his, his wrists, they were lacerated, and his bloody hope knife was in his limp hand. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, gods. Oh, gods. <laughs> which, which gods? Um, 
And she's just like uh, almost hysterical. Like, I can't believe this. Who? 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 <laughs> and uh, she says, Roderick. No. Roderick no. Graff is dead. Where? Where? Where is he? Where is he? Not Roderick. No. I found him in his room, dead. <laughs> all right, I, calm down. I run o- over to the room. No, it's all roped off here outside. Oh, okay. It's like, let uh, me in. Let me in. I can help. Malicious, like, stand back. And damn it, put your half blade on right. I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a healer, damn it. Not a, a armor guy. <laughs> ah, yes. Armor guy. <laughs> I, uh, I turn to Lork and say, help a brother out. Get him in there. You're a militiaman. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, what, like, they know me. Like, what, what should I, what are they going to tell me? Uh, Lork. Just keep the crowd back or. Lork, what are you doing here? You, you work, you live downtown. Jam <laughs> <laughs> gave me a room for that. I felt I wanted to sleep in a room with a dwarf. <laughs> I guess. Just wanted to sleep in a room with a dwarf, a witch, and a healer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that before. <laughs> and once again, it's. And it's Dude, I, I was drinking. Ha, 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 ha.